We so often wait until a scary diagnosis to take our health seriously, but research shows us that at least 80% of chronic diseases can be prevented by lifestyle choices. The Holistic Health Summit was designed to empower you to take control of your health, whether it be in recovery from disease or in preventing it. Our lineup of world-class health experts will leave you with a plan and resources to help you and your family prevent disease and live a life of vitality. For more details, check out Achieve Wellness Clinic on Instagram and join us in Kissimmee, Florida on March 27th for the Holistic Health Summit. I'm Dr. Ben Rall. Do you know where the most amazing doctor lives? You may be surprised to learn that it's actually right inside of you. Yet, today's healthcare model is built on a foundation that the greatest doctor instead comes in the form of pills, potions, lotions, even surgery. So listen in, because what if the majority of what you have been told about health and healing is not only wrong, but actually harmful to you? One thing is for sure, when you work with your body and not against it, you'll begin to discover that you are in fact designed to heal. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of the Design to Heal podcast. I am your average Jeff with Dr. Ben Rawl here. And today, hey, good morning. Good day. Man, I, I, you know, we had the, as all often happens, we have the conversation off air. And yeah. so here I am going. And, and usually for the purposes in my mind, I'm going, all right, well, how do I, how do I set this up of where we're going? I can't even do this justice, man. I, th- I think that you said it perfectly. I'm going to just say, hey, repeat what you just said to me two minutes ago. Yeah. Tell the audience what we're doing today. Yeah. Because I so, love this. So we try, you know, obviously, we, well, not obviously, hopefully, obviously, we try in this show to be useful to you. I believe that's why this show is is uh, is gotten the legs that it has and people share it and people love it. Um, I think my, my heart has always been to make uh, holistic or vitalistic or alternative healthcare approachable to people, uh, make it make it for the everyman. Oftentimes, uh, our industry is viewed as an elitist. It's only for people that can afford it, mm, uh, mm, you know, this kind of a thing. And I just don't believe that to be the truth. I don't mm, believe it to be that way. Just like I don't believe a relationship with God is only for people that can afford to, right, you know, go right, to a church right. or, or, you know what I mean, or something like that. Just, I think uh, why we get along, because I don't believe that a good marriage should belong to the elite either. Yeah, there right? you go. To yeah, the, it's, the, it's really the, the should, affluent, be right? yeah, anybody, it should be for anybody. Yeah, it should be for anybody. These so, are God's gifts, not, not he, ours to Yeah, and withhold, I believe that you know? about health. Now, that being said, yeah. I, I get a lot of feedback. I get feedback all day long when I'm in the office from patients. I get feedback. Uh, listeners send in feedback. And so, you know, as a desire to always be, you know, responding to the needs of our audience, but then also I do also feel a responsibility. Um, there's a concept, you've ever heard it probably, right? You don't let the prisoners run the prison, if you've ever heard that, right? And uh, <laughs> it's like the kids in your house or something like that, right? Uh, and what it, what that now that can be left in, in a negative way. Part of my responsibility is to help take you to a better understanding of health. Mm. So sometimes the answers I might give are surprising, or mm. they don't like them even, mm. or they're mm. even sometimes frustrating because it's like, oh man, come on, I want, you know, I need something else. And and all I can tell you is the answers I'm often giving, even if they seem oversimplified, um, they're actually uh, they're actually the conclusions I've come to after decades of mm-hmm. doing this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's kind of like. So it can, but it can feel, it can feel weird in the spirit. So, but, but, but yeah. I get that in my friendship with you because mm. here I am and I, I do this show. I am right. a captive audience with you for right. you know, one, two episodes a week or whatever. And you know, I don't know, I don't know the frequency of the average listener. Do they listen every week? Do they whatever? Mm. But here I am, I have no excuse. And I still text you at times going, where you've got to be rolling your eyes going like, dude, do you, are you like, are you paying attention yeah. to what we do? You know, cause like most people, they still yeah. want that simplified yeah. answer. And, and it's yeah. like, here's what I'd say to that person. Cause yeah. I have to say this to myself. Yeah. Well, what kind of answer did you expect asking right. that kind of question? That's and it's not snarky. That's in response. It's something just 
yeah. way outside of the box yeah. that isn't the simple answer that, you know, makes it easy and, you know, yeah. whatever, or sometimes it's just simple. You just didn't want to hear it. Right. right you know, exactly. Sometimes exactly. it's just like, yeah. we'll stop, you know, stop. My, my thumb hurts. I keep it every time I hit it with a hammer. We'll stop <laughs> hit with a hammer. Right. Every time I stay out late and don't talk to my wife and don't text her. Right. She gets mad at me. Right. Well, I got an idea. Yeah, I, I mean, if I'm in the grocery store, like, hey, Ben, what which version of the ibuprofen should I use? Like, I should. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. you're like, dude, you've already asked the wrong. Question. That's funny. <laughs> I, I don't I don't have insurance on my phone, but you, you do. You do bring up a point. I probably should because you know, I get those questions that do drive me crazy. Sometimes I should. I probably just want to throw my phone across the room or something. <laughs> I should get insurance. So, so anyway, so this is going to be a little bit of a different show, um, and I really do want to engage the listeners. Uh, and I'm gonna—I've never done this. I didn't tell Jeff I'm going to do this. Uh, everybody's going to probably suggest this is not a good idea, but I'm actually going to give my personal email out on the air right now. Okay. okay? And okay. so, for those of you that are listening, this is this literally goes to my inbox. Okay. Um, it's my name, so it's Ben Rall, B-E-N-R-A-L-L at Mac.com. Ben Rall at Mac.com. That if you if you send an email to that, I will see it and I will read it. Listen for the record. If the yeah. listeners are trying to get me, it's also Ben Rawl at <laughs> mac.com. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you that's yeah. that's my personal and, email. Uh, you can send me hate mail. That's fine. <laughs> Probably won't read that. Um, but the reason I'm doing this is because I want I want to be as close to what you what is your your kind of burning questions, right? Like I want to understand your challenges. I got an email this week from a gal and. Uh, about the show and she had some health questions and I did my best to answer that. And, and then she also had some feedback and I was like, you know what? There's probably a lot of people like her mm. that they, they have these questions and mm. if, and, and I do my best to give them answers, but if I don't know some of the context uh, now, I'm not talking about like, don't send me all your health questions. Okay. Like I'm not talking about like doctoring mm. you and Hey, what, mm. how much mm. of this supplement should I take? That's mm. not really what I'm in, what I'm, what I'm saying here. Uh, I want you to give me concepts and ideas that you want me to explore on the show. Mm. Maybe you have a guest you want me to reach out to. Maybe you have a book suggestion. Maybe you have a question that a topic I've never addressed and you go, hey, can you speak on this? And then I, my best my best thing I feel like I can offer you is a perspective that will help you understand that better. Okay. Mm. Now, yes, sometimes there's mm. clinical questions. I'm going to actually walk through some of those today. So a question I would have that I would kind of ask you to ask yourself, and then if you want to respond this, to respond to me with this, is what is your number one challenge in health? What is blank? Your number one challenge in your health is blank, okay? Mm. It might be weight loss. It might be allergies. It might be back pain. It might be insomnia. It might be depression. It might be anxiety. I don't know, okay? It might be uh, affordability of, of healthcare. It might be, I'm, I don't know what it is. That does, that's, I don't even, I'm going to stop even saying it, but whatever that answer to that question is for you, what is your number one challenge, health challenge, or your number one health challenge is blank. And then send that to me if you feel inspired to do that. And I'm going to do my best to, to look at those, think about those, study on those, and then bring you hopefully a perspective that's helpful for that. All right. Now, that being said, so that's kind of part one. So you can, again, I, I, I probably regret doing this. Um, I don't know, but I just, I care a lot about w- w- that you're getting the right, I say the right answers, but a perspective that unfortunately isn't as common as it should be. So 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 send those to my email, benroll at mac.com. Now, to kind of move into kind of part two of this though, to, to start to answer some of these concepts, Jeff, is I would say on a daily basis, not on about an hourly basis, I get some question of, I have blank, 
what do I do? I have a headache. What do I do? I have migraines. What do I do? I have vertigo. What do I do? I have. Wait, you're saying outside of me, you get these questions because I'm like, I, I <laughs> yeah. literally think I, <laughs> I have. Yeah, I can't. Whatever it is. Right. And it just and it's literally endless. And I'm not. That's my job. I'm, I, matter of fact, I was adjusting somebody today, a, a pastor friend. And and he said, um, he said, do you do you ever get tired of this? And I said, uh, I haven't been asked that in a long time. And I, I was like, and I just my, my spirit on it when he asked me that, he's like, like, do I get tired of like doing what God called me to do? No, I don't get tired of it. People ask me at the office, we see a lot of people sometimes look like I'm running around with the chicken with my head cut off. And they ask me, you know, like, do you get exhausted? Do you get, and I'm like, I don't really, I don't think about it like that. I, I don't feel like that. I don't ever, I've, I don't think I've ever, my busiest, sweatiest, you know, longest day, I still, I'm just, I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So this isn't when I'm asking these questions to you guys, I hope you understand my tone here. I'm not saying that this is as a, as a nuisance to me. So like when that pastor asked me that, that's what I'm called to do. And so I want to be the one to help answer these questions for you. So, but here's what happens is, so I'm going to take you through kind of how I, how I see these things, how I answer these questions to my, to myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. And it might be helpful to you. So, cause like on a, on a, on a daily basis, somebody asked me, I just had it happen yesterday to another patient. And, you know, and, um, and so this is, maybe this is where some of this is coming from. You know, like, should I get a shot in my shoulder? Should I get a cortisone shot? Should I take uh, this ibuprofen? Should I get an MRI? Should I get a nerve block, right? There was just an article I read the other day that Hulk Hogan had a back surgery and they severed the nerves in his leg and his lower limbs he can't feel. And, right, and so when I hear stories like that, and I've had, unfortunately, stories like that happen in my office where I've seen people that have come in I remember a lady that had a scoliosis surgery, and after the surgery, her spine was so strong, it actually sheared the titanium rods. And as it sheared the titanium rods, it severed her spinal cord, and she was paralyzed. Oh, my goodness. Right? But see, what? A, so a lot of times what happens is when we're approaching these health concerns, um, you know, we interviewed a, a, a guy a few weeks ago or last week or something, you know, talking about eczema, and he was talking about what a lot of people do is they put the steroid creams on them, but then what happens is it makes it worse over time. Right away, it feels like it helps. Mm-hmm. But now all of a sudden it gets worse yep, because now yep. you have breakthrough eczema and now you have this whole other problem and you've made the problem worse by doing X, Y, Z. So part of my job, now people don't like it when I answer this way. Like, you know, I had a woman the other day, she has had a shoulder issue and she's got inflammation in her shoulder. And she's like, you know, um, well, what do I do? Right. And I'm like, and I remember I said, you're probably not going to like my answer, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not, I'm not going to tell you to get a shot. I'm not going to mm-hmm. take you to tell you to live on ibuprofen. I'm not going to tell you to go get a surgery now, but I want to talk about oh, why. Yeah, What'd you tell her? That's what I'm going to say. Oh, sorry. Right? Okay. So this is the point, right? I, I don't normally have the time to go through the explanation probably okay. to the degree that I would. So right. I wrote down a, a, just kind of a flow chart here. So some of this now has gotten faster because I've done this for so long that I, you know, so I don't have to, drugs are never on my radar. Hmm. Okay. So I'm never asking myself, what drug should I take ever? I'm like, it's not, it's removed from my brain. Hmm. Okay. I don't, I don't think like that. My family doesn't think like that. My children don't think like that. We do not have any medication in my house. I don't have a prescription. I don't have a I don't have a, a over-the-counter. I don't have an aspirin. I don't have an ibuprofen. I don't have an antacid. I don't have a Tums. I don't have anything. No Pepto-Bismol. My cabinets are empty. You can come to my house. I'll take a picture of them if you don't believe me. Mm-hmm. When I say this, I'm not kidding. Okay, That's not in my radar. Now, how did I get there? 
I've studied a whole bunch of them for a long time. Mm. And when I looked at them, the risks were, even if they were small, they were not something I'm interested in. Okay. So, <clears throat> for example, if I look at the risks of non-steroid anti-inflammatories, which an ibuprofen, mm -hmm. something like that, mm -hmm. people take that like candy. They act like it's no big deal. If you just go Google risks of NSAIDs for four minutes, you'll probably never take one again. Mm. Gastrointestinal bleeding, hemorrhagic bleeding. Uh, it's linked to infertility issues. It's linked to loss of hearing. It's linked to long-term. It's linked to dementia. It's linked to kidney issues. It's, it's linked to so many things. Mm. But see, most people never think that. So they say, well, I know you wouldn't take it. As if I'm just choosing in my brain to say, I want to be an idiot, and I just want to hurt all the time. Mm. That's why I don't take drugs, because mm. I think that Mr. Ibuprofen is a bad man. I don't want to give him my drug, my money. Well, or, or they could assume they could assume that you know the, the status so low or something like that, and you're just that one that just makes the the little molehill into a mountain or something like that. And I think you're, you're postulating sure. that's not really the case. Yeah. You know? Well, and even if it was that I'm telling you, that's still how I think. Cause I, cause I'll put up with the pain mm -hmm. for not being that 1% chance fair, that fair. that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I hate that argument because mm -hmm. it's like the guy that died doesn't say that mm -hmm. the person, you know, Hulk Hogan ain't saying that the person who went and got their tonsils out or got their tubes taken out of their ears and never mm -hmm. woke up from the surgery because they had an anaphylactic reaction to the anesthesia. So I just go, that is an initially for me off of the table. Mm. It's not, it's not there. It's not there. Now, again, the only thing I probably have potentially over somebody listening to this is you haven't studied the side effects of drugs for 20 years. Mm. Okay. And you haven't seen you know, thousands of patients that have had all those reactions. You haven't seen the person that comes on on mm. 15, 18, mm. 22 different drugs, you know, sobbing to you saying, help me get off of these. I had, you haven't seen the people that took the drugs, took the drugs, got on stronger drugs. Now they're addicted. Mm. Now their life is destroyed and they're, you know, addicted to. Let, let me say something or ask something if you could, yeah. just because I want the listener to understand that like we didn't sit down beforehand and it's like, you know, Hey, I'm going to go this direction or whatever. Like you told me play devil's advocate here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the role that I often do. Not, not to be antagonistic, but just to ask sort of like, Hey, but, Clarify that for a second. So I, I need a clarification question. Yeah. Because I think a lot of a lot of listeners, especially the ones that know you and have been listening to the show, can go, yeah, I, I, I got the point. Like, this is where mm -hmm. Ben is. Is there is there something, like you had talked about, like the people having the surgeries, anesthesia and stuff like that. Is there a thing that you would say, yeah, I might go that route? Yeah. I mean, I get asked this question all the time. And, I, and I'll answer it again for the 4,000th time, right? Mm -hmm. And, and I'll, hopefully I'll try to do my best I can. Um, that question is almost always used f for the excuse of why people do it. So, so I was asking for like yeah. thinking of like a broken bone or yeah, but, a, but I, you know I, mean? I know like, you are, but yeah. I still, I need to clarify this because everybody thinks the drug they're on yeah. is the one they no, need. No, agreed. But I, and point they taken. think, but I did it and I tried that and it didn't work. Yeah. So I had yeah. to, yeah. and in my case, and I'm just telling you, so emergency medical care mm -hmm. in the United States mm -hmm. is about one to 2% of healthcare. Mm -hmm. If if I, that to me is not worth a debate right now, I, mm. if your head's laying on the other side of the street and you want to go do something, go for it. Mm -hmm. That's not the debate I'm having with somebody today. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's not the conversations okay. so, I'm so having. Let me go down a, a further direction here. Cause I was thinking of anesthesia and it's, it scares me because in, in our family, my, like my dad had a close friend that went in for a shoulder surgery. Same mm -hmm. thing that you talked about. That mm -hmm. was, you know, probably 15, 20 years ago, didn't wake up. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always reticent towards that. So, but I'm thinking of, 
like one of my kids actually had a sty underneath their their eye. We thought it was uh, or is the sty the one that maybe can go away with like a warm compress? Or is there maybe there's some kind of growth. I can't mm. remember terminology, but you know. So here we are doing warm compresses and trying to get rid. This is when they're really really little, right? And it never go away. It, it kept getting bigger. And what we ended up finding out is that this thing was growing underneath that like bone that's there mm. in your mm. in your skull or whatever. So had that removed because cosmetically it was causing her eye to droop and um, you know creating some issues or whatever. I hated it. The most terrifying day of my life was that it was outpatient surgery, but it was still anesthesia because yeah. you go, man, like, what do you do? But at the same time, I'm going, you know, hey, I'm going to love you the same regardless. But for you, I want you to not have to deal with this or something like that. Like, what would you have done if that was one of your kids? Yeah. So a couple of things. And I'm, and I'm fine having this conversation, but mm -hmm. please do not miss the 99%. I, I get it. Everybody listening today is not trying to deal with the growth coming out of their eye of their child. Fair, and what fair. do I do? And we use that to go, but I tried, you know, right. I sprinkled but I'm using this to silver. say, hey, help no, me understand. I, I know you are, yeah, but I, I deal with this all day long. <laughs> I know. And so I, to talk about the 1% is yeah. not as important as the 99%. Okay. okay. I have never had that exact experience. Right. Okay. Um, I will tell you this. I, my, my children have had dental work done. That's, that's had to do some issues. Mm -hmm. Dental work that they said we should put them under for. Yeah. And we refused and we didn't do that. Okay. Okay. And so makes for some interesting stories that my kids could tell you regarding their oral health. Fair, okay. Fair, um, but I got fair. some tough kids. All right. Yeah. That don't, they didn't want it. Matter of fact, yeah. even when it was offered, my daughter was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Right. And we're like, yeah. well, it's going to hurt a lot and it's going to be this. And she's like, whatever, mm. I'm tough. I can mm. put up with it mm. now. So that, but that goes on to the perspective that I have as her daddy. Yeah. Right. So if I'm out there, it's going to hurt so bad. You're going to do what mm -hmm. the doctor says. Da, da, da. No, they've lived with me long enough to know the game. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if that pains so much, if we amplify that even yeah, more. Yeah, we do. Cause you know, we're scared like, little wimps. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like a little kid with crocodile tears, yeah. you know, like they skin their knee or something like that. And then yeah. they look at you how you react is how maybe many, going to determine. How many right? times have I had patients, and you probably know this, they go have mm -hmm. a procedure done or something and they get sent home. Matter of fact, <laughs> this one dentist, and he's a great guy, but this one dentist that we had seen that had to do a procedure on Gracie's mouth, mm -hmm. and um, and he sent her home actually with like ibuprofen. And uh, and my daughter was like like laughing, like what? Does the guy <laughs> think I'm going to take this? And she never took it, right? And she lived. But now what do most, what do a lot of people do? They take it. Yeah, because they're yeah. afraid that it might get my teeth might get sore. Well, and, and the home caregiver in that case is the parent. You know, usually is going okay. We got to make sure we're doing pain management. And so yeah. usually, like proactively, because what? what's going to happen right. if you don't? Right, right. They could die. Yeah, no, they're not. No. So it's, I mean, we don't do. We don't try anything else. We just sit there and go. Mm -hmm. Does it hurt? Does it hurt yet? How does it hurt? Does it hurt? Does it hurt? Mm -hmm. Where does it hurt? How does it hurt? Too much hurt? Does it hurt? Do you want something? I don't want to give you something, but I mean, the doctor did give it to us. Should we try? Should mm -hmm. we do it? And then you do it and then, you know, and then you don't even know if it worked. So my point in this is, yeah, I think you're right. We, we, we feed this and we take it. Now you meet a lot. Now, now in my world, I meet a lot of other people that say, yeah, I came home. They gave me all this, you know, they gave me Oxycontin, you know, or whatever. And I, <laughs> and I never took it and I was yeah. fine. Yeah. Or I took a, a leave or something like that right now. Still again, now again, I, I understand. And I'll say this a little bit from the out. Now I'm completely comfortable living in this position, but for a lot of people, I'm a zealot. Mm -hmm. I'm, 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 I'm too extreme. Mm. I don't that great. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. Okay. I don't like, I don't get all, I don't give a sh what you think mm -hmm. about my view on this. Okay. And I mean that as lovingly as I can say that I have to feel that way for me able to speak truth to you. Yep. Okay. Now, yep. however, my purpose in that is I hope that I can bring some people 
along the journey, mm. right? I, I, mm. I'm writing a book. I don't think I've announced it on here. And I got a book that will be coming out in the summer and it's called Designed to Heal. And it's devotional uh, through the scriptures. And it's a, it's, uh, it's every day. And mm. it's a health perspective mm. through the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. And I talk about all this stuff in the book. But, but the, the editor actually sent me a note last week and she's like, you know, they're going through the manuscript and everything and, and editing. And she's like, you know, it sounds like, it sounds like, you know, you really have a problem with like, you know, drugs and doctors and hospitals and stuff. I was like, yeah. wait, how many pages yeah. in did she have to I think get? It was very quick after the manuscript had arrived. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like and, that's uh, in the forward. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and she goes, um, she goes, yeah, it sounds like you really want people to have more faith, you know, like in, in, in their creator and God than, than the pills. I was like, yep, that, yep. Two for two. I'm glad that's coming across. And then she said, um, well, you know, what happens if, if somebody, you know, reads the book and, you know, wants to stop taking their medications? I was like, that would be fantastic. And, and here's, 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 but here's where people go with this. Mm. People ask, here's what people say, but what if they take it and something happens? Jeff, I got a better question. What's happening to all the people taking the dope right now and it's killing them? And you say, oh, but well, how do you know? I know because the journal, the American Medical Association studies that says properly prescribed prescription drugs are the third leading cause of death. We would be better off without them. But we've ro- we've flipped this little fear manipulation. See, I'm just, I'm so far down that I sound crazy to you because you've believed a lie. Mm. So my kids don't look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Because they haven't been raised on drug commercials and 38 pediatrician visits and fear-based and lies. And does your tummy hurt? Take this. Does your head hurt? Take this. Do my kids get tummy aches? Do my kids get a headache? Sure. But I don't get pills and dope for it. Does that make me a bad dad? No. I've read the insert. That doesn't mean you're a bad person for giving it to them. But it also means I'm, I'm the purpose of this show is I'm being as transparent as I always try to be to tell you. So I've only gotten to my step one of seven here. Okay. So <laughs> All right, um, I'll let them in roll. So, well, I just as a quick summary, pen. Yeah. I think let's be honest here. Here's, here's what people are thinking when they're asking that last question there is, well, what about this one thing? And you're like, you're, you're missing the forest for the trees. The trees yeah. here are, you know, the whole idea of get your body. So in if order, you've get had, your, you have you know, 13 kids, right? Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, you know, and they're they're all in the range and you guys live a wild or not a wild, you live an active life. Yeah. You're, you know, yada, yeah. yada, yada. Yeah. And, and how many of those experiences have you had where it's this, you know, life and, you know, this big you know, rare, right? Sure. Little guy falls off the tramp, breaks his arm, right? Which, by the way, what was the answer to the broken arm? Let it heal. Let it heal. <laughs> Let it heal. <laughs> it did. Not I mean, even. Now, now, in fairness, nothing needed to be set. It was everything was good. But, but even so, still, you know. So yeah, you spent a bunch of money, went to the doctor and they yeah. said, do what? Um, nothing. Yeah. Let yeah, it heal. Yeah. Right. Went to, went to the ER. Right. And uh, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. No, oh, yeah. No, let's just can I vent? I'm going to yeah, vent. vent. Sure. All right. Here we go. Because here we are at the ER out of state. Right. And they look at the moment. They go, wow, it's perfectly set. It's great. Right. So then I get a bill for a couple thousand dollars later. We fought this, by the way. All right. For uh-huh. being both out of state, out of network or whatever, even though we were told to go there. That's not the point for um, surgical services. Mm-hmm. That's what was billed on my bill. And I'm going surgical services you did an x-ray you saw that the bone was set you yeah. did no surgery you did nothing mm-hmm. right and this is the kind of stuff that we do so i you know that's me yeah. venting right there but these are surgical services yeah, so, so so even when you don't have them you yeah. get charged and so so <laughs> so think about that scenario yeah. and i'm not necessarily advocating for this but i'm just thinking through this so if you would have just done nothing what would happen to your son's arm well i mean no once no, i no, I, def- no, I think stop. before if you would have just not gone there 
he would have been fine. Yeah, of course he would have been. He didn't do anything. And he was fine. Right, right. So my point is, so many times we go down this route that we think we had to do these things. Okay, but in fairness, we were traveling. If it was not in fairness, if we were home, then I I would have been in your office going, hey, x-ray my kid. If it looks fine, I'd be like, all right, sweet, awesome. I know, but I'm (laughs) saying this because this is what so many people do, Yeah. right? So I'm just, and by the way, once I also know the risks of the procedure, right, like i.e., if they do want to do a surgery, right. all right? This right. happened to my sister. She uh, fractured her leg in a car accident. It was a bad break in her leg. And they said to her, hey, you know, it will heal, but or we could put a rod in it. And if we put a rod in it, then you'll be able to walk on it faster. So she opted for the rod, a titanium rod. Ooh. Her body rejected it. She almost died. They ended up having wouldn't heal. They had to go. And so it ended up in this whole big debacle. So again, we're trying to improve on God's design. So let, let me go, go down this road for a second, mm-hmm. okay? Without the rod... Yes, it takes longer, mm-hmm. okay? But I, I got a sense that there's a, a much more, hey, it's, 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 it's healthier anyway without the rod, but I mean, the body takes its time for a reason. Yep, all right. Right? Yeah, couldn't agree more. So, so forget the rod. Like, it, it wasn't like her body was defective mm-hmm. in taking that time to heal. Mm-hmm. That healing was that much more whole. We could do a surgery. We could put a rod. We could charge you $30,000. It was a car accident yeah, case. But, but, we could but, build but the insurance. Just say it in a nutshell, Ben. What did that extra amount of time? Had she gone the route of natural, yeah. right? Normal. Yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't, I can't remember the exact delta. It was like she was going to be able to be on it like a month or she no, was going to be able no, to be no, on no, two no. months. But even better, like, I'm fairly certain the body's healing yeah. once it achieved that full yeah. restoration and healing would have been it, it was okay that it took that longer time because it would have been a more quality yeah, of course heal yes yeah of course like are you, i mean the wisdom of god of the universe versus some right. man v- versus the my... rest of your life well in her case i assume yeah. she had to have yeah, it removed or yeah. something like that but you know in the case of a person that has a titanium rod pins whatever their body is spending the rest of their life trying to figure out what's this what's this all about mm-hmm. right yeah. your body's not whole in that sense fair yeah yeah, I, I, I have. I, it's just happened now to you me. Got me preaching. This has happened a couple times in the last few months. I've had people that come to my office and they've said they had neck surgery, and I said, "Did they do anything?" No, they just, you know, took, you know, they they took a little bit out, took a little disc out or something. That's right. And I X-rayed them, and they've got bolts and screws in their neck. And t- two of them had a titanium plate and four screws, and they didn't know they had it in their neck. Well, even aside from that, they took a little bit out. They took a disc out or whatever. They didn't do anything. That's called doing something. Yeah, it's called doing something, right? <laughs> but that's but see, that's the language we use around it. Like, no, right. just a little. You know, we just, you know, yeah. Like relatively speaking, are the operative yeah, words think here. About, We've think about think about anesthesia. There, there's there's some research on anesthesia that mm-hmm. says every time you go under anesthesia, it takes one year of your off of your life. Oh, uh, it's not good for me because when you put people asleep, it's not it's not it's not it does stuff to you. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of research that actually so this shows it's not melatonin. Yeah, there's right. a there's a lot of research that shows actually the more times you are understand it under anesthesia, it really increases your chance of Alzheimer's because wow. again it's there's but this is the point if you don't know that then you think whatever and then you go why you know I just had this happen I had a lady in the other day she was talking about her husband and he had had a shoulder surgery actually yeah and she said Dr Ben. Ever since his shoulder surgery, it's like he, you know, essentially has dementia, and it's like he's never he's, he's never come back, right? Mm. And so mm. here's my point: I look at that and I think to myself, I don't like a shoulder that hurts either, mm. but I don't want dementia either, mm. right? So I'm okay with that. There was some research over the years that showed uh, flu shots have aluminum in them, and so the aluminum in a flu shot was linked to. Uh, neural tangles in the brain, which can predispose you to Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Five consecutive years of flu shot, increasing the chance of Alzheimer's by 10 times. So I'll take my chances with the flu mm-hmm. versus 
Alzheimer's. Okay. Okay. Fair. Like, I, yeah, I don't even know if it's fair. I think it's really smart. Like, if I'm a person, mm-hmm. I'm going, like, that's how I'm going to look at that. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of the flu. Mm-hmm. If you're a person walking around afraid of the flu, then I, I don't even know what to tell you. <laughs> Lock yourself in the basement. There, right? Trust me, that person is not listening. And to if this you don't, show. and if you, and, and then if you, and you also then probably have no idea about the actual efficacy of the flu shot. Yeah, yeah. And if you looked at that, and here's my job. That's what I do. That's why I'm doing this. So, yes, I think sometimes I cut to the chase because it's like I don't know how to go all the way through. This is why I'm taking a show to do it. Mm-hmm. All right, which mm-hmm. is like. But yeah, but I've read the Cochrane review of all of the meta-analyses mm. of all the flu shots where it says it doesn't work and it actually makes you worse and it makes you more susceptible to worse flus mm. and it decreases your immune system and it changes the, 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 the balance of the immune system's ability to attack viruses. So yeah, I'll take the flu over that. Mm. Now, I understand mm. that you haven't read that. Now, but person A or whoever, yeah, right, right? The patient's right, right. asking me this. And I'm sorry that all you, the only perspective you have is the propaganda perspective from people standing up there or the billboard telling you to get it or your pastor telling you to get it or Grandma yeah, Bob yeah. telling you to get it or Grandpa Bob or whatever. And, you know, guys from HHS stand up there saying, God gave you one arm for the COVID shot and one arm for the flu shot. And so you, that's all you know. Then you think that you've mistaken that for education, except it's propaganda. Mm. So you think mm. you know something but you don't. And I'm not trying to sound too rough here per se, but I'm trying to rattle you to say, you know what? That's probably true. I don't. Okay. And so, yeah, I'm just believing the radio, the TV, the ad, the ad, you know, the another thing, the, yeah. the social media ad, yeah. the yeah. post. I saw something uh, when I was home over Christmas and it was for the flu and it was a billboard and I, I took a picture of it and it said, um, it had, it had, a person sick in the bed or like laying it looked like laying in the bed, like a thermometer in their mouth. It's not a billboard. And then it had a, so that was one picture, like a sick person. And then it had, uh, and then it said something like seven days. And then a, the other side of the picture was a shot. Like it was a vaccine, it was a vaccine shot and it was a flu shot. Mm. And it said, you choose. So the inference is if I get that shot, I won't get the flu, mm. except that's not true. Mm. So, that's false advertising, that's manipulation, that's coercion. I don't know what word you want to use. So if you actually knew the studies on a flu shot, you'd never take one. Hmm. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't take one. If you knew the ingredients in a flu shot, you wouldn't take one. You wouldn't take one. Hmm. Except you've never read the ingredients in a flu shot, you've never looked at it, you've never read the Cochrane reports, you don't. Mm-hmm. So I have, mm-hmm. and I do that, and, I, and I've done that years and years and years ago. So I don't, I don't need the new version of the flu shot. I don't need to look at it this next year. It's just mm-hmm. not on the table mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. okay? So, so the first thing I do is I kind of think about the worst case scenario. Okay, that's, that's I'm still on point one. I look at something, I go, okay, yeah, I could I could take that, I could go, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want the risks of that. I'm 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 okay putting up with whatever I have, uh, and maybe I maybe my tolerance to that is higher than somebody's. Not because I'm tough. I just mean like I'm just not into that risk because I I can't I I can live with the other thing, the other one I can't. So also, I the next question that I ask myself is what is it really doing? Like what's the really what's What's really going on here? So, for example, if I have a cortisone, if somebody says I've got shoulder pain, should I get a cortisone shot? My question would be, do you know what that cortisone shot does? Of the four million people I've asked that to, uh, most have no idea. Mm. Right? They just want it not to hurt. Mm. So they don't know that the cortisone shot eats away at the joint, that it eats away at the bone that it eats away at the ligaments, that it makes it weaker, that it actually predisposes it to now more problems. That's why they tell you not to get more than three because it, it makes it gives you osteoporosis in those bones. But it also, let's just say, it's it's generally being used as a, to, to reduce inflammation, anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. So I would ask, so where did that inflammation come from? 
Did you just did you get attacked by the inflammation virus? <laughs> did you did did you fall asleep and somebody came in and injected a little secret you know inflammation in there? So mm-hmm. so if, if 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 let's say that the inflammation is there because I have arthritis. Let's mm-hmm. just use mm-hmm. an example. Mm-hmm. Now that arthritis is there because I maybe it's been misaligned or I haven't used it or I've overused it or I had mm-hmm. an injury. So if it's there because I have arthritis and I, I put a shot in there to reduce the inflammation, the cause of the inflammation is still there. Mm-hmm. So now a couple things are going to happen. There's a great doctor. I've talked about this before. He's an arthritis doctor. And he says, treating people with arthritis with pain medication should be considered malpractice because it makes it worse. Because now I don't feel it. So now I move it around. I go, man, this is a miracle drug. Look at this. My shoulders never moved so good in my life. This is amazing. Quarterstone shots are the second coming of Christ. Thank you so much. My doctors are amazing. Dr. Ben's such an idiot. I can't believe you didn't want me to get one of this. My life is so amazing until it wears off. And now it's worse than before. So then what do you do? Go get another one, Right. Then you go get another one. And then they say, you know what? And by the way, you're still popping your pills down this road yeah. and your pills are getting more and it's getting worse. But you think with, with their other side effects too, you're doing the right thing yeah, because you're doing what the doctor said, except mm-hmm. you never asked some basic questions like what's this really doing? Mm-hmm. And so when that happened, now you're, now you, now you're, 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 you, so you need to think about, Hey, when I get this procedure done or this test done, or I take this drug or I take the shot, the MRNA vaccine is a great example. The COVID vaccine, hmm. MRNA technology, what's it really doing? You, you were told it's going to stop you from getting COVID and stop you from giving COVID. It didn't do either one of those things. That's their own admission. They didn't even test it for that. And when they finally acknowledged that they didn't, and they finally acknowledged it didn't do that, right? All hell broke loose. But the deeper question would be, what's the technology that they're using in there? mRNA technology that goes in and actually inserts itself into your cell, changes your DNA, and tells your DNA to actually make spike mm-hmm. protein. The spike protein being the toxic, the things that are toxic to your heart, toxic to your body. You literally are going to inject something inside of my body that tells me to make spike protein, which is the thing that is the problem. Mm-hmm. That should make your brain go, no, thank you. <laughs> Regardless of what somebody told you, yeah. regardless of what the propaganda is, regardless of what the ticker tape on the TV is, regardless of what your pastor said, regardless of what Uncle Bob said, regardless of all of that, you have your own agency on this. So, so I not only so I first I, I at some level I think about the risks, and and I, and almost across the board for me those risks aren't worth it. So I don't have to spend a lot of time on those anymore. Even something, but I also think and the part two when I said what's it really do? So for example, something like cough syrup, cough cough suppressant. I would never want to suppress a cough. God didn't mess up when he gave you the ability to cough. Mm-hmm. He, that's clearing your airway. It's for a reason. You don't want, it's annoying, but I don't want to suppress a cough. When I hear somebody say suppress a cough or suppress a fever, my brain goes, that's insane. Why would you want to do that? Other than your own convenience, which is another piece of a lot of this for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's their own convenience. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, I just hate a cough. So I'm not, yeah, blah, 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 right? So I'm going to take a cough spread, except Cough suppressants, many of them, they were actually pulled for kids many years ago uh, by the FDA. They actually found out that they've never done actual studies on them. It doesn't actually even reduce your cough. Mm. It feels good. You Mm. feel like you're doing something. It Mm. tastes terrible, whatever. Drink your Robitussin, whatever you want to do. But they actually had, I think the last number I looked, there was 467 deaths on cough medicine. Okay, so I look at that and I go, well, it's not worth it to me. I'll just, I'm not going to mask a a God-given you know, a uh, uh, reflex or a God-given, you know, thing, a cough, I'm not going to try to stop that. I don't like it either, but it's there for a reason. But, but Ben, now speak to the person because there's another, there's a, there's a demographic that that's their default. Their, their medicine cabinet is loaded and they've got everything for everything. Right. Yeah. But then there's some out there that, and I, I would put, I, we, we would be 
the family that used to be in this category, probably okay. more so. And, and and if I'm really honest, maybe once every couple of years still are. Okay. Right. But speak to that person that says, listen, I know that we over-medicate, we do whatever, but like, if it's really, really bad, right? Oh. If it's really, really bad. Oh. Now, I know your answer doesn't change on oh. that, but. I mean, define really, really bad. Well, no, I mean, bad enough that like, okay, I'm, I'm not doing this every day. I'm not doing it every week. In fact, I haven't even touched this stuff in months or whatever, but it's in the closet right now and my kids are really bad or I'm in the cabinet, I mean, or I'm really bad or something like that. Tell the listener why, even in those cases, you're like, uh, uh-uh. yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't really. It doesn't. I, I would just tell. I would ask a person to find really bad because most people's really bad is not really bad, and they mm. just say that because they want to go on vacation the next week or grandma's coming over or it's Christmas time. So like, I don't really buy it. Like, that's not really what I see happening. Yeah. So like, well, it's really think, bad. I think, I think it was one time because grandma was coming over. Yeah, it's, it's what you hear <laughs> so, all the time, yeah. which by the way is actually really <laughs> ridiculous all the time. So you're actually trying to lower a fever, which actually doesn't make the child, if you want to even say contagious, it just makes them actually more likely to spread it. Mm. So you're over there thinking you're a hero because you gave them the drug. And Less actually, symptomatic, but still yeah, just as... what yeah, happened uh-huh. with DPT vaccines, with yeah. the pertussis actually made them people asymptomatic carriers. They just don't express the symptoms, but they still can give it. So it's just, it's just this little illusion that we play. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. I don't really buy it. I mean, I, I would... I don't because Everybody's difference of really bad is something different. So mm-hmm. you're really bad might be mine. Like, what are you talking? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So, but a lot of that it comes from fear. Yeah. It comes from yeah. well, you know. But oh, I'm tired of this. I'm, I'm out of fever for two days. I'm just done with this. It's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I'm not. I don't like a fever any more than anybody else yeah. does. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't. When I when I feel bad, I don't. I don't like. I'm not like this is amazing. I'm like, oh man, man, hurry up and heal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. with you. But I. But I'm. But I also know that my body's best chance at healing is not by me medicating it. Mm. That doesn't make it heal faster. Mm-hmm. It might make me feel less symptoms, but it's happening with all those other side effects. And now, the, so, the, so, the second, so the first one is understand the risk. The second one mm. is, what does it really do? You know, what's it really doing? So should I get a shot? Should I get this? Should I get this procedure done? <clears throat> you know, um, the third one that I often ask is um, unknowns. Right now, this is a hard one, of course, because, you know, we don't know what the unknowns are. You know, like that's the point, right? So the mRNA vaccine is a really good example, mm-hmm. right? So the COVID vaccine. So how many times, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but a significant amount of drugs that were on the market have been pulled over the last 20 years because of all the side effects that we now know about them, right? Mm-hmm. Things we didn't study for. Okay, so Vioxx was a classic example. Pulled from the market, give 100,000 plus people's heart attacks and strokes, mm. right? For a, a pain reducing pill that didn't actually work any better than any other drug, Celebrex, mm. okay, these types of things. So I look at that and I think to myself, I, there's things about this, especially if it's a synthetic man made chemical that I'm gonna be putting inside of my bloodstream. No doubt about it, folks, it's doing things we don't know. Period. Like, do you really think when they study it, they know everything that it's doing? And do they know everything that it's doing in your body? I assure you not. So, I, I, I put that in my brain and I go, well, hey, there's a lot of unknowns that are that are happening with this. Mm. Um, the, the fourth one I have here is I would be thinking, well, what's the cause of the problem? So I use that example. So I might have, um, you know, my, 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 I'm having trouble sleeping. Okay. So, so instead of just going, what can I take to put myself to sleep? I'm going, well, why am I having a hard time sleeping? I just, this morning I saw my, I was talking to my wife. She's like, man, I don't know what happened last night. She's like, I don't know. I couldn't sleep. She's like, I just, I, and she's not normally like that. And she's like, you know, I, and we were just talking about, she's like, I don't know. I have a lot on my mind. Was I stressed about something? Those are much better questions, right? I've used, I say this often, you know, the quality of your life is based upon the quality of the questions that you ask. So, you know, really important that you're asking yourself good questions. So instead of asking yourself, man, what do I need to take to knock myself out? Mm. Right. Which by the way, back to step one, what are the risks? 
What does this thing really do? What do I not even know that it does? Is it actually getting to the cause of the problem, mm -hmm. right? So the cause of the problem, that's what you want to be asking yourself. So if my shoulder really hurts, so I'll give you an example. My, my right hip uh, is in a fair amount of pain uh, on a regular basis. That's my foot that I, on my adjusting table, I have to push down this lever that I bring up to adjust people. I adjust a lot of people all day long. So every time I step on that, it's a, it's an overuse injury for me, like a person with carpal tunnel, right? So, and literally funny enough, I've been trying different stuff and, and I was at the office the other day and I was stepping on and I felt the pinch, you know, twinge in there. And I was like, oh, I bet. You know, now, you know, 20 years of doing it caught up with me, right? So now I have to think, okay, I got it. There's different ways I can get, there's tables you can buy that have air, air compression. So it brings it up or air, air, you know, pneumatic. Uh, so I might have to do that, right? Or I could take, or, but here's, so, but here's the other side, right? Or I could go get a shot in my hip. That's going to make it feel good. I'm going to feel like a new man, Right. And I'm going to go step on that thing. And I'll be like, oh, I know the problem was I had a lack of cortisone shots in my hip. That must have been the problem. <laughs> and then, by the way, now it's eating my hip up more and I'm not feeling it and I'm making it worse. And then eventually, eventually, eventually. So mm -hmm. that's the other thing. So the other the other thing that I often put in here. So step five. So is time. So a lot of time, these things just take time. Right. I remember a professor of mine and he was this kind of wise, wise, wise old man. And, and I remember he, he was like, got real quiet when he goes, and you guys want to know the, the real, like, you know, like a, what we used to call them clinical pearls. I think they call, you guys want a clinical pearl? We're like, yeah, yeah. He goes, okay. Well, a lot of times you need to give them a tincture. So we're all getting excited. We're like a tincture of what tincture. Okay. This is, sounds good. A tincture of what it's like, a tincture of time. You know, uh, there's more truth in that than uh, I think many of us consider. A lot of these things, you know, this happened during COVID. This happens during other things. People will tell me like, I mean, I had to go do X, Y, Z. I had to go get antibiotics. I had to go get the drugs. I mean, I had been, and then here's what's always funny to me. I could see 10 people in a row and they all give me a different number for that. I mean, I had to go in. I had been sick for 24 hours. I mean, I had to go in. I had been sick for three days. I mean, I had to go in. I had been sick for four days. I had to go in. I was, it's like, well, which one, which one was right? Right. Which one, which one needed it? A lot of times, you know, we, um, we don't give the body enough time to heal. I've used this example before, and I often do it when, even when I'm giving a talk, um, when you, when you have a, um, if I broke my bone and I didn't know it was going to take, you know, six to eight, kind of using that example of my sister's leg, if I didn't know it was going to take six or eight weeks for that to heal, I'm after a couple of weeks or something, I might feel better. All right. Let's say I just, I knew nothing. I'm on a deserted island. I've never knew bones broke, but I fell off a tree picking coconuts. So my leg started to feel better. So then I started to walk on it again, but then it re-injured itself. And I might, I'm, if I did that repeatedly over and over, I might come to the conclusion that broken bones don't heal, right? Hmm. Except broken bones do heal. I just didn't give it enough time. So a lot of these things, well, you know, my back pain. You, know, if you I, put a rod in there. Would you? Yeah, if you put a rod in there, it will just take <laughs> just longer to heal. And then you can have all these other side effects for that, and you wonder what happened. I'm uh, kidding. You know? No, no, but, but, this is, but, but this is the point. That's why I'm doing the show, yeah, right? So yeah. a lot of times the question that, you know, so it would be, or another example would be, oh, I want to lose 50 pounds. So I'm going to eat good today. Hmm. And so I eat good today, and I get on a scale tomorrow. I didn't lose any weight. So I guess eating good doesn't 
won't help me lose weight. Mm. So then we just say to heck with it because we didn't get the result fast enough. Now you see there's a lot of these people taking these uh, diabetes drugs for weight loss, right? But now you're starting to see the side effects of these things, thyroid tumors, mm -hmm. uh, this called skeleton face where they're losing all, it's eating all the fat, fat out of their face and it's making them very gaunt. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, there was some other side effects, I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but concerning, right? But 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 everybody initially, right? Oh my gosh, gotta take this. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's right. just melting off of me, right? As if there's as if we've cracked the code on human physiology and it was like that, oh, here it is. And so it's really unfortunate that that we we still are looking for these hacks of God's design. Okay. So the this to, to which Ben, I mean yeah. you're looking at this and again this is your world. You you obviously work in in, in the health space, but you read, you study, you observe all yeah. of those kinds of things. I mean you know, what the average person sees is a miracle. You got to just roll your eyes at some point if it's you. If I have to get into your mind, yeah, well, point, because you've seen a lot of quote unquote yeah, miracles. It's not a miracle. Right? You know? I'll see you in a few weeks or a few months or a few years right. when you tell me this thing destroyed my life. Right. I wish right. I was off of these drugs. Now, help me, can you help me get I mean, off of these it's, drugs? It's a, it's, a, it's a quote unquote miracle that yet one again, once again is trying to subvert the yeah. design. Yeah. Right, and it never works long term. So you talked about this book called "Design to Heal." I feel like we should yeah. part. Maybe a podcast would be a good yeah, yeah, um, yeah, name yeah. for that. You know, I'm just I, I checked with myself and I said the name was okay to use. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm not going to sue yourself for copyright yeah. infringement. Okay, so the part part number six, and this is funny because if you guys mm. look at all these first other you know five things happened before mm. the number six is is uh, alternatives. Mm. All right, so that's mm. where I that's so. At that time, I'm, I'm get down there and I'm like, okay, now is there anything I do want to do for this? Do I want to put a heating pad on? Do I want to put mm. ice on? Do mm. I want to rest? Do I want to get an adjustment? Do I want to look at my some nutritional things? Do I want to, you know, do I need to, you know, is there a spiritual component? Is there a stress component? Do I need to go mm. on a run? Do I need to stop running? You know, like I'm thinking mm. through just logically, you know, like I just did with my hip. Like, mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. am I? I mean, is it is it? You know, is it my bed? Is it my pillow? Is it, you know, something I'm doing? And so I'm just doing the logical. Well, I bend over people all day long. There might be something there, right? And mm -hmm. so, um, but even with that, it still took me a while to kind of to figure it out. And so, you know, and by the way, now let's just say tomorrow mm -hmm. I stop doing that. It might still take my hip weeks, months, mm -hmm. I don't know, a, a long time to heal. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't know how long it's going to take to heal. I don't really care. Meaning I don't, I don't really care. Like I don't have some pre-registered number that says if this does not yeah, yeah. feel better yeah. in 72 hours, then I will now start taking right, so drugs. So no deadline, no ultimatum. But real quick on this, because it begs the question, like go hip aside. Well, uh, to your hip point. Yeah. Um, I mean, is is it okay? Because I mean, this is the kind of question, Ben, I'm just asking that that average Joe question yeah. right here that says, is it okay to ice it? Because that's that's pain management, but it also is reducing swelling. Is that good? Yeah. Is swelling a good thing? Like, yeah. I and mean, we so, have to start asking those kinds of questions yeah, because so, so it's a good idea. You know, so, but again, our problem in this world is not people over icing injuries, right? Fair. So again, fair. people but, say, but if I do that, am I slowing down the natural healing process that should otherwise be happening? Yeah, no, this a, it's a fair question, and it's actually a decent question. Um, and I would say to your, every to once your in a while, I have one of those. By the way, to your point, there's actually studies that say icing injuries is you shouldn't do it because it's some of the swelling is bringing in the healing properties in there, right? Mm. The body swells it. It's partly there to tell you to stay off at knucklehead. Well, and, I, and I'm asking that because yeah. like everything that I've learned from you is you know, when, when you hear of like, I, I joke about this because this is your funny response to things like, you know, you yeah, I got a headache. I get this. And you're yeah. the guy that's going cool. Right. Yeah. You're, you're like your body's doing something like the yeah. fever. We've talked about that many times before. Yeah. Like, wow, how cool is it? That your body yeah. has this mechanism. So is, is a lot of a part of that. A lot of you know? people. Well, well, you know, it's funny because my point seven, which is the last point. So I'll just jump to this because okay. they're kind of together is yeah. what's your tolerance. Hmm. Okay. So, so some people have a different level of tolerance. 
Say, ask me or ask my wife. Yeah. That's the difference. Like, so, she might say I have a different tolerance than I think. You know? So what's your tolerance? You know, mm-hmm. and some people have created this this unfounded narrative in their head or this unfounded, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, position where they're like, oh no, I can't have a headache. If I have mm-hmm. a headache, that is wrong. God is bad. I shouldn't have one. This is ridiculous. And then it just like as if it's completely okay then to do anything and everything because you should not have to have a headache. Now, I'm not saying that I like headache. And I actually have to be careful because I don't get headaches. I don't know if I've ever had a headache in my life. And so for people that do struggle with those, I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm just simply saying my position in my brain is always getting to the cause. My wife has struggles with headaches at times. And so we're always exploring, right? You know, is it related to hormones? Is it related to stress? Is it related to, um, she had just, a matter of fact, she had been doing a juice fast this last bit. And then she was her, was our date night and she broke the juice fast. So she went from juice fasting for five days and she had a meal and it kind of triggered her and she didn't feel good the next day. Right. And so she's more sensitive to those things or, or her body's sensitive to those things. So she has to understand her body. I have to understand on my body, <coughs> what my limits are. And so when you're looking at all of this, you're asking yourself, you know, and then I also, and I could add and I could keep adding to these things, but you know, what's the long-term outcome of this, right? What happens if I do this and it doesn't work? You know, what happens if, you know, I, I don't do this, you know, that kind of a thing. Hmm. But I would tell you that doing this now for however many years, 20 plus years, and in my, not only my own, then in all of my doctor friends across the world and all of my patients and all the other stories and all the other, you know, this is my world that I, I, I haven't seen anybody that hasn't been able to manage their healthcare outside of the traditional medical model. Okay. So now again, you may not like the answers, you know, somebody doesn't maybe like to know that, um, you know, I had a, a patient that she'd lost a bunch of weight and she, she listed for me all the things that got better when she lost that weight. And she's like, you know, I thought that just this is how my life had to be. But after I did this, I lost, you know, 40 pounds or whatever it was. She's like, you know, my knee pain went away. My back pain went away. My allergies went away. My sleep got better. My digestion got better. Like all these kinds of things. So a lot of times we just aren't really willing to put the work in to get to the actual cause of the problem. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so looking at, you know, stress, looking at nutrition, looking at structure, looking at, you know, um, you know, mental health, you know, your, your, uh, you know, your spiritual life, these kinds of things are all, you know, major, major issues, you know, major aspects or major spokes in the wheel or whatever you want to do this. So I want to remind all of our listeners. So that wasn't what I just went through. Wasn't necessarily perfect. Okay. I want to reiterate, if you're just, if you said this, say this long, and if this triggered, just like it did for you, Jeff, it Mm. triggered a question, right? So um, you can email me at my email, benrall at mac.com. We'll put it in the notes. So B-E-N-R-A-L-L at mac.com. That's my personal email I've had for 20 years. You can email me that. I will get that email and I will read it and I will try to answer it to the, I might answer it on the show. I might answer it to you directly. It's not a, it's not a health line. Okay. I'm not necessarily asking you to um, ask me all your medical questions. What I'm really just trying to do is see where you're at so I can respond because just like you, when you ask me these questions, sometimes it makes me clarify it in my own head and I go, okay, you know, that and this, and I'm not that I'm the, not that I'm the keeper of all things health, you guys. However, I want to give validation to those of you that always felt I was in the room the other day with, or I was in a new patient. It was, it was a new patient 
and um, she was younger and or you know mid twenties maybe. And I said, uh, you know, do you, are you on any medications? She's like, oh no, I I don't take any medications. I'm I, I, I hate them. I, I'm like deathly afraid of pills. I'm deathly afraid of shots. Even an aspirin makes me freak out. I would never, you know, I don't take it. And I said, oh, that's interesting. I said, well, you know, is that how you raised? She goes, no, it's funny. My dad, my grandpa was a medical doctor and he was, we lived in this little small town in Texas and he was, um, he was like the town medical doctor. And, um, you know, and she goes, he was just an old school dude. And so we didn't even, even with him, like we didn't take drugs, you know? And, and so it's just funny how much that's changed. I just was look, thinking back on that. And, and so I'm trying, part of this show is also for those of you, yes, I'm trying to bring some people along, mm. but I'm also trying to validate those of you that already feel this way, mm. that you're not crazy. Mm. You're not a bad parent. You're not an idiot. You're not dumb for not treating your pain with drugs. Mm. You're not stupid for not taking antibiotics for your sinus infection. You're not dumb for looking for alternatives. You're not mm. irresponsible because you actually read a drug insert. You're not ridiculous or dangerous because you refuse to get a vaccination. That actually, uh, that's a very, very valid position to take. Mm. It's a very scientific position to take. Mm. You're actually not, quote, doing nothing. You're allowing the wisdom and the body to do it the way, just like you said with my sister's leg, to heal the way God designed mm -hmm. it. So I'm okay. I'm much more comfortable, quote, this isn't how I see it, but rolling those dice than I am trying to manipulate my body to health through man's mm. thoughts. Mm. And so doing anything I can. And my default, <laughs> this is going to sound weird to some of you, my default is do nothing. Mm. Okay. And when I say do nothing, that's air quotes again, because what I'm really talking about is letting the wisdom of the God, the body do that. Now, step yeah, one yeah. after doing nothing is what can I do that works with the body, mm -hmm. removing interferences, cleaning up my diet, cleaning up my stress in my life, mm. movement, exercise, detox, chiropractic, things that are working with the body. And then it's just a Sure, I guess you could say it's just a kind of an, an escalation from there, right? But mm. I'm gonna, now when I do those things I just talked about, I'm going to do those with time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do mm -hmm. those over time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's going to heal just because, and sometimes it's going to you know, take me longer than I wanted it to take. And I might have you know, sniffles for two weeks or two days or a cough for a month. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay. Doesn't mean that does, it's okay. So your body took a while to heal longer than you wanted to. Who are you to put those pre-qualifications upon it? So Ben, if I could ask a final question, yeah. um, you, you said earlier, like, you know, there was research about anesthesia, for example, yeah. that, you know, like for every time you go under, maybe it could take up to a year off your life or whatever, that sort of thing, you know, and, and, and it's not just that it's a number of different things. Yeah. So people are hearing that today and they're going, Ben, like going forward, like, yeah, I want to be about this and everything. Is, is there any hope for reversing some of that stuff in others? I think, the, I think the I think the answer, thank goodness, is that um, number one, we don't know the number of our days, um, and mm. also most of us massively underappreciate the healing capacity of the body. Mm. So the same principles apply. If you want to build resilience, the body's ability to heal is dependent on the things that we give it, the things we provide it, and the position that we put it in the environment. Mm. So it's possible that. For example, if you're living a very unhealthy lifestyle right now and you've had some of those things that you've done and you do nothing, then yeah, you might be setting yourself up. But if you wake up today and you go, you know what? Wow, I might have done some damage. I need to lose some weight. I need to detox my body. I need to start taking care of it. I need to stop injecting stuff into my body. I need to stop living on pills. Then you might be reducing that load, reducing that risk, rocks in the backpack, if you will, getting them out so your body has a better chance yeah, yeah. of overcoming something that might have been in your future. Mm, that's a good word. Love it. 
If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to support the show, give us a five-star review and share it with your tribe. To learn more about Dr. Ben's work, visit AchieveWellness.clinic.